Hello and welcome to CreekCast. I'm Josh. I'm Marcus. And we're glad you guys have joined us for this Fun Fact Friday. Um, so Disney, so I'm, I have Disney Fun Facts and I we're surprised by that. It seems to be... I always have Disney yeah, Fun we, Facts. Yeah, it seems to be just what we do. Um, so Marcus, fun fact for you. Um, okay. Have you ever noticed, and you might have noticed this, that every time you go to Epcot, that there's never rainwater coming off Spaceship Earth. I have noticed that, but like I never like thought like there's a reason why. Yeah. So Spaceship Earth actually is designed to never have rainwater coming off of it. There are secret passages um, are in the ball and is funneled into the park's world's show- showcase lagoon. Um, so they recycle the rainwater into the showcase lagoon. So my fun fact for you is, and I. Like I've talked about the castle being really tall and yeah. you know shorter than what is required, um, but I didn't know this until I until I heard about it. And uh, there is no building at all over 200 feet. The two buildings that are the tallest in Epcot or in uh, in Walt Disney World Florida is Tower of Terror and the Mount Everest World Coaster, and they are exactly 109, 199 feet tall. Uh, because at 200 feet, you have to have the, the blinky light for the yeah. airplanes. That's a pretty cool fun fact. That is a pretty cool fun fact. Yeah. So, Disney World visitors drink a lot of soda. I'm, I know you're probably surprised by this, but I was surprised at the exact number. Um, each year's guests purchase more than 75 million Coca-Cola beverages. So that's compared to just 13 million bottles of water um, that they sell. Like, yeah. That's a lot that's of soda. A lot. That's a lot of soda. So, um, we all know that there's that giant fountain that's famous in Vegas and stuff like yeah. that. So, um, Disney World actually has one of the most tallest and most powerful fountains in the world. Does okay? the fountain go over 200 feet? Like when the water shoots up, does Close. that put a blanket light on? Close. <laughs> uh, so, the fountain at Epcot Innovations Plaza, which is, uh, if you know where the ball is, it's literally right behind it. Right. Um, can shoot water up to 150 feet in the air. That's now keep in mind that the tallest fountain in the world is located in South Korea shoots only 30 feet high. Wow. Wow. That's crazy. That's, that's some pressure to get water up that high. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And then it says if the innovations fountain released all of its shooters at once, it would emit 2000 gallons of water. That's a lot of water. In a very, that's a lot of water in a quick amount of time. Yeah. I didn't know what their water bill is. <laughs> I didn't know what any bill they have is. <laughs> right. Right. Well, but, should man, we get into it? Let's, let's get into this. So we are in first Timothy still and continuing on in chapter six, 19 through 16. Um, and I just want to, I, I like verses nine and 10 to kind of start us off. Well, that's where we're starting off at. So that's a good thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> if I can find it in my Bible. Uh, it says, but those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is though that this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. Yeah. You know, it's. Well, let me ask this. All right. Uh, well, before I ask that, the love of money is the root of all evil. Well, not all evil, but is the root of evil. Yeah. That's what, basically what this says. Of all kinds of evil. I never noticed the kinds in there. Yes. Yeah. All kinds of evil. Um, it is not wrong to want to be rich. No. Okay. Um, but where do you draw the line 
of wanting and desiring. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know the answer. I would say, I mean, once it's obviously once you start going down morbid question alleys to become rich, that's definitely wrong. Yes, know? I agree with that. Um, and I think it's such an easy line to, um, to do because you can easily, um, sorry, I got distracted for a second, <laughs> but you can easily like it's so easily be like, all right, well, I'm gonna make this one decision just to make money, but then this will be the only time I make this decision, uh-huh. you know. And I think it's all about that. It's so easy to fall in, like the scripture says, it's so easy to fall into temptation when we desire to be rich. I yep. mean, we all desire to have money to live comfortably, like, oh, yeah, you know, but it's that I'm gonna do whatever it takes to get rich. You know, that's, yep. it's that mindset that's very the harmful. Scheming, yeah. the lying, the deceitfulness, yep. all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. We try to do the quick rich screen schemes and all of that stuff. Yeah. Like it's so easily just to um, fall into it. And we see that we should flee from these things. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, we should not have anything to do with this stuff. We should flee from it and just focus on God. Um, but yeah, I like how it talks about, because we always hear the root of evil is money. Yep. But it's the root of all kinds of evil. Yep. Like. Having being rich is not a sin, no. And but we also will get into this. I don't know if it's today or tomorrow, but we'll get into it about you know if we are rich, we should be giving it. We should be you know helping those. Yep. And I think that's tomorrow's quiet time, so we'll, we'll get into that tomorrow. Um, yep. Yeah. But we see that he goes from this love of money into sort of this final thoughts for Timothy, and it sort of recaps the whole book. Um, yeah. from verse 11 all the way through the end of the, the chapter. Um, but we see here that, you know, one, he starts off with flee these things. Yeah. You know, if you are a man of God, flee these things. These false teachers, this loving of money over anything else should not be anywhere in part of our lives if we love God. Nope. And we should be caring for others. We should be pursuing to help out others. We should be pursuing the things of God and not the things of this world. Yeah, and I... I See, you have it marked. Yeah. I like that. Our commentary says flee, pride, covetousness, false teachings. And sometimes the wisest things a believer can do is run. Yes. And uh, and that's so true. And not yeah. just like from sin, but like if you're in a bad situation, your best thing is to just run. run. Yeah. Like it makes me think of Joseph. Yes. This, uh, you know, Potiphar's wife. Yep. He fled and left his coat in, his, in her arms, you know? Yep. And that's how it should be. When we come into a temptation, when we come into hard times, we should flee. And sometimes it's... A physical flea, exactly. you know, and get out of the situation, get out of Dodge, you know? Yep. Um, but yeah, I like sort of how it breaks down this, you know, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfast gentleness, or steadfastness and gentleness, you know, how we should be following these things. And like you said, the commentary does a really good job of talking about these things. Mm-hmm. And sort of brings out uh, four different points, you know, flee, and then it talks about follow, follow righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, meekness. These are six virtues that we that should be obvious in the life of a man of God mm-hmm. or a woman of God. We'll put, you know, but people of God. people of God, yeah. <laughs> you know, these should be. We talk about the fruit of the spirit, and it sort of ties in with this. These virtues should be a part of our life. Yeah. If we are a Christian, we should be righteous. If yep. we are a Christian, we should be be godliness. We should have faith. We should show love. We should be patient. We should be meek. Mm-hmm. And those things are hard sometimes. Yeah. You know, we've talked about how we get impatient already. Oh, um, yeah. Yesterday. You know, and so patience is a huge part of a Christian's life because we have to, we have to wait for God to lead us and guide us. Yep. Now, does that mean that we just sit on the couch and wait for God to do stuff? 
No. no. You know, we're still doing the work of Christ, but for him to lead us to the next state phase in our life or the next step that we need to do. Yeah. And and, and nobody is perfect on all six of these. Either. No. Um, but the question, so like, you know, people ask, you know, if I don't have this, does that mean I'm not a man of God? No. No. But are you pursuing and, right. and are you practicing to get that, whatever yeah. it is, better? Yeah. Like if, let's say you, you struggle with, um, you know, patience. Well, what are you doing to build that up? Right. Um, you know, no, you're not going to be perfect every day. But take it one day at a time. Take it a step at a time and work to be better than you were yesterday. You know, um, you know, it's easy to get caught up in the because it, it says pursue these things, not accomplish these things. Right. It's not do it once and then you're done. It's pursuing, which means you're constantly getting better. Yeah, it's a constant part of our life. Yeah. So like, all right, I've met my I'm 100 percent on love. I'm good for the rest of my life. No, we continue to seek these because. I mean, we it can change from a day to it can change from moment to moment. Yep. We could be super patient, and then when we have one bad thing that comes up, and we just it ruins all of it. Yeah. You know, and that's where it goes into our next one, the fight. Yep. You know, fight the good fight to faith, and it's really what it is. You know, it says fight the good fight to faith. The pitcher taken from the Olympics, where the contestant keeps on until attaining the prize of the goal. Fight is a word means to contend for a prize. You know, this Christian life is not an easy life. I think that's one of the biggest lies that's ever gets told. Well, once you become a Christian, life will be easy. <laughs> no. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. You know, and that's what I tell people. I'm like, being a Christian is hard. It is. It's rewarding, but it's hard. Mm -hmm. And it's a fight. I mean, we look at like UFC matches and stuff like that. Like I love flipping through ESPN sometimes and just seeing some of the knockouts and stuff like that. Just because it's like, man, they got hit hard. I would die if they hit me that hard. Right. <laughs> right? Well, even, even just football, they're like, oh, yeah. that guy got knocked out and yes. he gets upright. Like there was nothing. Oh, I was yeah. like, I'd be on the ground for a Oh few yeah. Just even watching some like the high school, like being on the sidelines, <laughs> watching the high school. Yeah. And I'm like, if I got hit like that, I would, Call out the stretcher coach. I can't. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. I'm Cole. not moving. <laughs> I'm retiring now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I'm done. Hang up my cleats. But, you know, we need to fight this fight. And we get knocked down. We get beat down. But we have to get back up. It makes yeah. me think of uh, Captain America. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, like he just keeps getting up, yep. you know. And so that's what we have to be as a Christian. We have to rely on God to give us the strength to do it. Because if we try to rely on ourselves to keep getting up, it's not going to happen. Yep. You know, but we need to rely on God to fight this fight of faith. Yep. And that kind of brings us into our next point where it's focused on eternal life as found in Jesus Christ, because that's the prize. Yes. Um, you know, eternal life is both present possession and future expectation. And that's that that's that hope that we have. Yes. That's that, but it's, it's our focus. Yeah. Um, because kind of like we talked about yesterday, our focus can be so easily put on, uh, well, I'll, I'll use today, money. Yeah. Uh, can be so easily be focused on that or really any earthly possession. But at the end of the day, that's not going to come with you. That's not going to no. go do anything after you de you're dead, but your eternal life will. Yes. And absolutely. That's what our focus needs to be. And, yeah. Um, I think, I think when we get caught up in the, the money and the uh, trying to be so perfect all the time is when we get so caught up that we fail. And then we think, Oh, I'm no good anymore. Uh, what's the point of even trying again? Yep. Um, but, it, you know, when you're, I'll use sports because that's what I know very well. You know, to be a good basketball player, you know, you don't just go and g get a ball and right. start dribbling like Michael Jordan or Steph Curry or speak uh, for yourself or uh, Kyrie Irving. No, it's you got to dribble and practice. Like, it takes work. I have a, well, in college, I had a great three point shot. 
I haven't shot in a ball in a while, so I don't know <laughs> how I'll get it. Last summer? <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, but uh, um, I didn't get that by just, you know, not shooting a basketball. Right. It's, I st- stayed in one spot, and I sh- I just kept shooting, and I love th- a three-pointer Yep. because yep. um, I can't dribble. So <laughs> I'm a catch-and-shoot kind of guy. Catch-and-shoot. There you go. And, uh, but I got the percentage of being a good three-point shotter by practicing, not just showing up for games and yeah. expecting to be great. Same as as um, our faith and our walk with Christ is you got to practice and build it up. You got to flee from these things. You got to run. You got to follow Jesus Christ. You have to follow the righteousness and all these things, but also you got to fight for it. Yeah, it's not going to come easy. No. And then all of that is easier when you have your focus on the right. Yes. The right thing. Absolutely. It's all about the focus. If we're trying to run a race, but we're focusing on our feet, we're not going to get very far. Exactly. But if we're focused on the finish line. We'll get there. Yep. Oh, so I, th- I think that's why I hate running because I, fo- I focus so much on. Am I done yet? Yeah. Oh, my, my legs hurt. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe right now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you're not supposed to do. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But anyways, today's prayer request. Prayer request uh, is for Iran. Pray for the number of Muslim background people who have recently been coming to Jesus in rapidly increasing numbers. Will continue. That's awesome. And then a word from our sponsor. Sunday Cool is more than just a custom t-shirt company. Sunday Cool is a company that goes above and beyond to serve the servers, the people who devote their lives to ministry and serving others. Sunday Cool brings together the custom, coolest custom designs, a remarkable buying experience, constant engagement of clients with creative content. Oh, did we mention they provide the world's softest prints and the world's softest tees? Go say hi to Carl on sundaycool.com and make sure to choose Sunday Cool on your next order. And then today's life step, uh, Paul's full, fourfold charge to Timothy is one that we can apply personally. Take a look at the list and ask yourself, how am I doing? There are things for you to flee and things to follow. There is a good fight that is part of your life of, of faith, and there is a, an eternal focus to maintain. What areas of your life need to change so that you can stop shooting yourself? There you go. Well, we're glad you guys have joined us for this Fun Fact Friday. I've been Josh. I've been Marcus. Booyah. Booyah.